Lasting relationships take intentional commitment over time, and that means knowing your love language. Do you know how you give and receive love? Find out in today's episode. Welcome back to My Mother's Daughter Podcast, where we choose to focus on the controllables, jump off the hamster wheel of grief, and take steps to honoring our loved ones by living a life filled with gratitude, joy, and abundance. It's time to get stubborn about what we want and choose to lean into who we were meant to be while drinking too much caffeine, owning way more workout pants than we'd like to admit, and dreading that nightly dinner talk almost as much as waking up early. You feel me, sister? I'm Angel McElhaney, motherless daughter, positive psychology junkie, and not-so-master juggler of my crazy crew, and I believe that you can heal and find happiness after loss. So grab that coffee, put down that to-do list, and let's get to work, one day at a time, together. Let's get started with today's show. Hey, welcome back to this episode of My Mother's Daughter Podcast. Today we have Chelsea Lambert. She is a communication coach for the wife and mama, and she helps women effectively communicate with their households and also work through their limiting self-beliefs, something I definitely need. Welcome, Chelsea. Hi, how are you doing today? I'm good. I'm really excited. It is Valentine's time and this is the perfect time for this topic of love languages. So I'm hoping that you can shed some light on what exactly love languages are and how we can really better communicate with the people in our lives. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me on today. And also thank you for letting me speak on literally my favorite subject. (laughs) So with the love languages, the five love languages, Dr. Gary Chapman, he, he's my soulmate. Well, besides my husband, (laughs) if I could give him a big old hug, I would pay thousands to sit down and just listen to five minutes of wisdom from this man for the longest time. Me and my husband, we would tiff about the silliest things. And then probably about nine or 10 months ago, I was jamming out on my podcast like normal on my drive to work. And I came across the five love languages. As I'm listening, the light bulb in my head went off and I'm like, holy cannoli, (laughs) this man totally knows what he is talking about. And so many things started making sense just different little tips that we got into or how I felt unappreciated at some points and like how he felt like I wasn't appreciative of him and vice versa. So before we dive deep into the five love languages, I wanted to list them all for you. So we have words of affirmation. We have acts of service, gift giving, quality time, and physical touch. Now, if you heard those and you think, I like all of those, all of those make me happy. That's totally normal. Like (laughs) you should a thousand percent implement all of those into your marriage. It should be something, yeah, that's incorporated into your daily lives. But as I go through them, I promise one will stick out more than the others. So what I'm going to do is I'm just going to ping through the list and give a brief description 
after that, I would love to really dig deep into how you can effectively open up this conversation with your spouse and make it a positive conversation and not a negative one as for telling your partner he's not loving you correctly because please <laughs> you're please doing it wrong honey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no so actually before we dive in I'll give my backstory for why I forewarned why you should go into this conversation gracefully oh this sounds uh, juicy <laughs> yeah if my husband doesn't know how honest I am when I, when I talk to he people. He needs to re read the Enneagram. She's oh, an eight goodness. too, guys. <laughs> I, I was not very graceful when I opened the conversation up to him. I told him, you know, I am definitely words of affirmation, your physical touch, and that's why we tip sometimes. All right, ladies, that, that's not how you do it. it <laughs> what he heard was, he was not loving me properly and I was not loving him properly. And that wasn't how I wanted the conversation to go. So go into it a little bit more gracefully, but we'll get back to that. I just wanted to give my sidebar, <laughs> but no, that's it, good. That's probably oh, the most important part about the communication is how you use it. And they should probably, should they take a test or see which ones they self identify with or a combination of both or. How should they so, go about? I personally, when I was listening to him describe each one, which I'll do in just a moment, um, I definitely resonated with words of affirmation. You, I was sitting there and I'm listening. I'm like, oh yeah, that, that's definitely the one that makes me feel the most loved. But if you go on to fivelovelanguages.com, there is, I think it's about a 10 question test and it will tell you exactly which one you are and it's super cool too because they have it for your spouse and they also have it for your children which after taking the test and really thinking about my child as well it showed me that quality time is hers so like when she once me at the end of the day, you know, after you've been at work, you're tired, you're over it. You just want to take your bubble bath and go night night <laughs> in your child's in your face. And they're like, Hey, look at me, look at me. That's because they want that quality time with you. Just like some children would rather sit on your lap because they want that physical touch. You know, yeah. do, have you noticed that with your little ones? Yeah. And I do think that you can have um, kind of a main one and then a secondary one, because I have noticed that sometimes it's close, you know, like there might be two um, where one is really strong, but then like there's this other one that's like not quite as, as probably high, but uh, definitely is seen. Yeah. For instance, he's probably at, my husband's probably acts of service. And then his second one, I would guess is quality time. And then my, my kids, I have four. So I feel like I definitely have one that is receiving gifts, I think. And then uh, quality time is one of them. And I think that one of them, it might be words because sometimes it can also be not what helps them, I think, but what can tear them down. Like I noticed oh. I had to change how I talk to my second son. Like I can't be as, um, like my first son's a bit more like me. Like you can be direct and kind of like, 
firm. And then the second yeah. one, I'd say the same thing. And it would seem like at you, it would crush him more. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like he's more sensitive or just like, um, no, I, but that's kind beautiful of though, that you took the time to figure out how to love each in, individual child. Because I think, especially when you have multiples, I only have one, but just picking my mom's brain about how it was with like three of us, she kind of described us as a pack. <laughs> oh yeah. But each one has to be loved in, a, in his or her own individual way. But now jumping back on the tracks, <laughs> we yeah, talked about squirrel. this before the interview. <laughs> I know, I know. No, you're we fine. Just need, we just need to have a conversation off of the interview. But <laughs> when, um, when it comes to words of affirmation, it's really just telling your partner that you care about them or that he looks handsome or that you really appreciate when he does X, Y, and Z. When it comes to acts of service, that one there could be um, getting the oil changed in your car, taking out the trash, cleaning up the house, really anything that takes something off of your plate and lessens your workload. Now, when you think of gifts, I know a lot of people automatically, especially since it's Valentine's Day month, they automatically think of the holidays. They think of Valentine's Day or Christmas or a birthday. The trick when it comes to gift giving is it's not always the, the thought that counts. Like you actually have to purchase said gift because if you just think about buying it, you're not really loving them properly. Um, so if your partner is someone that enjoys getting gifts, if that's how they feel loved, you have to get them small gifts throughout the year. Just little things. It doesn't, you don't have to run down and get jewelry or, you know, anything super expensive. Yeah. It's probably the, even better if it's just something more thoughtful, right? Like some small little token exactly. type of thing can make a big difference, I would think. Mm-hmm. Okay. So when it comes to, um, yeah. So when it comes to gift giving, the trick is you have to listen to your partner throughout the year. Listen to if he is really digging a certain type of shirt, or if there's like a sporting event that he wants to go to or a movie that he really wants to see so that in return, when you get that ticket for him, or I don't know that, baseball cap or whatever, he knows that you are truly listening. The next one is going to be quality time. Quality time is where you really shut down everything. In today's age, and I know I struggle with this big time, you have to put your phone down. You have to have quiet time and you have to truly just enjoy your time with your partner. So the next one is quality time. When it comes to quality time, that is really you putting down your cell phone, taking the time, and maybe going on a walk with your partner. It could be going out to dinner with your partner. I don't suggest going to the movies or going somewhere that involves you not paying attention to them. Something, you know, something that involves like you just staring at a screen. 
because yeah. at the end of the day, <laughs> that's not really quality time because that's kind of the same as just looking at your cell phone. Mm-hmm. And then the last one is going to be physical touch. I feel like a lot of people, when they hear physical touch, they automatically assume something sexual. They assume that that's the only way to physically love your partner. Physical touch can be so many different things. It could be holding hands. It could be cuddling. It's truly just having those intimate times with your partner that involve some kind of touching. So yeah, so those are the five love languages. The trick is though, is to figure out what your partner's love language is because at the end of the day, this is your person. This is who you want to spend the rest of your life with. And it's truly a sad thought to think that you could potentially spend 20, 30, 40 years with one person and not love them properly. Just the same goes for you. Like you deserve to be loved properly. And I feel like there would be a lot less divorces. There would be a lot less separations and breakups if the couple, if they were able to get on the same page. What are your thoughts on that? I definitely agree. And I think one of the biggest things is that you actually tend to show love and how you, how you yourself, you know, acknowledge and receive it. So for instance, if I'm words, then I'm probably giving Reggie words. Whereas if he's acts of service, he probably wants me to go and like, you know, do the dishes or something like that, or cook dinner. Or I will say this, he, because he's acts of service, he's actually made comments where he's a good cook and, um, he'll like grill and, you know, say he grills a big steak or whatever. Like I do appreciate it, but I might not show it as much as someone else because that's not really my love language. I mean, well, I do love, I love food, but I'm just saying, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, and but I love it's that you said that because so many people like the, the fact that it's so common for people to have opposite love languages, it's more common for two people to have opposite love languages than the same. So the chances of a couple not running into, like you said, where you feel like you're doing going above and beyond for your partner and them thinking, well, that was nice, but I would have much rather you do the dishes or brought me flowers home, you know, like, (laughs) well, and it's funny before I ever heard of the book or what this was, um, he had gotten me a card and you know how, like the people that, you know, a lot of people will do this. They'll just write their name in the card or love, you know, love Reggie. And I was like, I didn't even, this, I didn't even know was a thing. And I was like, hold on. (laughs) Like, (laughs) I don't want a card if you're not going to write in it. (laughs) So I'm definitely words like, to a hundredth degree. (laughs) But I agree a thousand percent and same here. Like my husband, we, especially when like we have like a vacation coming up or something, we'll look at each other and we'll tell one another, like we are not doing presents for Christmas or whatever the case is, but I'm so quick to look at him and say, you better get me a card. (laughs) (laughs) I don't care if you don't do anything else, you better get me a card. Now in our with the five love languages, it also plays a huge role in grief. I know 
that we were talking about this a little bit prior to jumping on the interview. So I definitely wanted to make sure to touch base on it some. Um, Cause I know when my husband, when his father passed, I didn't know, I didn't know how to properly help him work through those emotions. And what I ended up doing was almost pissing him off a little. I'm sorry. I don't know if I can say that no, or not, you're fine. but okay. But where my love language is words of affirmation, I found myself repeatedly trying to talk to him. Like, are you okay? How can I help you? What are you feeling? You know, like trying to open up that dialogue when he didn't want that type of love at all. When someone is grieving, and I personally, I lost my grandmother this year, and I know that because mine isn't physical touch. So when I am very upset and somebody tries to hug me, it doesn't help. It does not help at all. So I think really the biggest thing to stress here is when somebody is grieving, you have to respect what they tell you they're their limits are, what their boundaries are. I know that prior to me grieving someone close to myself, when I would try to help one of my loved ones work through, regardless of if it was like an illness or if they lost somebody, just a tragic situation. I was so quick to assume that I knew what they needed when that wasn't the case at all, because I've had loved ones specifically tell me, I don't want to talk about this or I, you know, I don't want to hug right now. And me being the one that I'm to love them, you know, you almost sit back and you're like, no, you, you need to talk or you need this hug until I personally went through it, which I'm sure I know you have felt all the emotions, but with me not being a physical touchy type of person, when I was grieving my grandmother, and I would have family members try to hug me. It did the exact opposite of what they were trying to do, sadly. I mean, it's like I knew they were trying to help. But on the flip side, I'm like, can you not do this right now? <laughs> well, and I think it's really popular. Not popular, I guess is not the right word. But maybe common that people want to like talk to you about it. But I do recall like I had one friend named Megan. Um, hi, Megan, if you're talking to or listening to this, but, um, <laughs> she, we, she would invite us to play dates and there was value in this that she didn't talk, try to talk to me about it. In fact, I felt like I, even though I'm words, I wasn't ready to do words. Cause that brought everything up. Yeah. Like I almost just needed, because that's probably when I like remembered more or it was just too fresh. So I definitely think it's kind of interesting thinking about how to communicate, like how, what actions to take, what to avoid, and just in general, really taking the time to get to know the people in your life. Because it is kind of cool that we do act the way we do for a reason and respond to each other. I don't know. It's kind of like a light bulb, kind of like the Enneagram. Like it's kind of like a light bulb. Like, do I even know you guys? <laughs> no, but it's kind yeah, of cool no, really <laughs> that we can all kind of if I know this about you, like even you um, saying that you were eight wing seven with the Enneagram or words, like if I know that, then it's, I know, oh, I need to 
Like I remember my mom would tell me to write uh, thank you cards. And I would, especially if someone she knew his words, or there's definitely going to be those times where you can kind of see what someone needs based on that, which I think is really cool. So. Oh yeah. A hundred percent. All right. Well, I just wanted to thank you for hopping on here and talking to us about the five love languages. Is there a place we can find you? <laughs> yes, ma'am. And thank All you right. so much for having me on. Um, I hang out the most on Instagram. You can find me. It's at coach Chelsea Lambert. Um, you can head over to my website, which is she speaks with love.com or um, if you want more information on communication, you can always go and listen to my podcast. And that is She Speaks With Love. And you can find me on all the major podcast um, platforms. All right. Sounds good. Well, thanks for coming and speaking with us. And I'm really excited to use this for Valentine's Day. Let's see. He's acts of service. What's your husband? He is physical touch. I do think that's the one that's most typed wrong. Um, so I wonder if like most men think that they're physical touch or if they do a test or what's his second one. So his second one is acts of service. And I love, I know we're about to end, but I love that you brought that up because I do feel like most men do fall back on the physical touch one. So I a thousand percent when you do open up this conversation, I say hop on the website and y'all just take the quiz in separate rooms. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then that's to be said, like they have to like holding hands and all these other things too. Like, you know, it's, so it's kind of, oh, because like, yes. everyone puts it, it into the sex type of thing. And it's like, actually there's, you know, do you like when someone hugs you? Do you like when, you know, it's also how you like to receive um, love from everyone else. So that might be seen with their friends with like wrestling or something or like yes. high fives or <laughs> hugs or, you know, like kind of physical. He, yes, um, he is a big hugger. <laughs> <laughs> well, a side note, I heard that if you have five 20 second hugs a day that you will be happier. <laughs> so a little there tidbit you there. There's your, you will be happier now because you have a hugger, <laughs> but all right. So thank you so much for hopping on. And again, you guys can find Chelsea on Instagram and the handle was at coach Chelsea Lambert. All right. Until next time, remember you are capable, you are strong and you can do the hard things with love and abundance. Angel. Hey mama, before you go, if you found value in today's show or you learned something new, head on over to iTunes and leave me a review. I really love seeing what you're taking from the show and I'd love to connect with you on social too. Find me over there at angel.mcelhaney. Check out the show notes for my crazy last name. Until next time.